Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Man, it is good to be back in here, and I say good afternoon, and I know if you're watching the video version, you can't really tell. It looks, you know, as bright and sunny as it normally does in this wonderful studio. But I'm actually doing a pre-recording of this, and we may it's going to be a funky little schedule going forward for the next few weeks uh, until I kind of get settled in with my uh, new job, and that's why I wasn't in with you guys last week. That's why I missed out last uh, last Wednesday, unfortunately, and it's, it's great to be back in. I, I really was itching. It was uncomfortable not having the show uh, on a Wednesday. It just didn't feel right, you know, and I'm... I'm uh, getting started in the new position, trying to figure out hey, when I'm going to be actually be able to come in and record this because I actually work now for a living, uh, unlike uh, what I was doing here prior to this. So, a little hobby thing on the side, but I enjoy it indeed, no doubt about it. And I, I appreciate Dick, the station manager here, being lenient and everything with me, uh, being open and patient with all that good stuff. So, a little update about me and what's going on in my life. But it is, uh, nothing has changed. Nothing is going to change. I'm still going to be here every Wednesday. I'm still going to be live on the radio from 1 to 2 p.m. every Wednesday, no matter what, here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1 in the greater Conroe area, and then worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You can hear this show always, 1 to 2 Wednesdays, 1 to 2 Wednesdays, 1 to 2 Wednesdays. Say things three times, people remember it. Um, And then as as well, nothing's going to change with the rebroadcasting of the show on Our City TV in the greater Montgomery County area, as well as starting, uh, I believe, in the new year. Um, I'm going to have to talk to Dick and get the official date on that. I don't know the official date yet, but sometime in the new year, sometime in the great 2018 to come, we will be on Channel 21 down in the uh, Houston area. Uh, so that'll be fun and it's exciting. You know, break it into new markets. The station is ever growing and it's. I'm glad to be part of it. I'm glad to be the sports talk show here on uh, Lone Star Community Radio. So. Glad to be back. I'm, I'm, like I said, I was itching to be back. I was sad that I had to miss a uh, a Wednesday last week, but getting things, you know, getting things figured out. I'm, I'm in here. It's five o'clock right now. I got up at at three thirty this morning. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> so I got my cup of coffee. We're enjoying some Conroe coffee here. Conroe coffee, as always, is a wonderful friend of the station. They are next door to the station. If you ever get a chance to come down to downtown Conroe. Uh, come see Leo and Jason, the owners of Conroe Coffee next door. It's, uh, yeah, great, great pastries, great coffee. Can't go wrong with some, some Conroe coffee. So we are back. And again, nothing is going to change. If you want to get in touch with me, if you want to get in touch with the show, uh, or the station, reach out to the station, go on to IRLoneStar.com. Everything on there about my show, about all the, the happenings going on with the station and all the other shows that are on this, uh, this wonderful Network and whatnot, and then reach out to me on Facebook. Still Jake from Sports Talk on Facebook. Go email me at Jake from Sports Talk at gmail.com. 
all those ways will still get in touch with me. I've got people messaging me on Facebook, and I got a few emails in, but mainly mainly through Facebook because it is the 21st century. It is almost 2018, so email is almost obsolete nowadays outside of the professional world. Um, <laughs> but I got people messaging me already about, hey, you know, what do you think about this hire by, or you know, A and M with bringing in their new coaching <laughs> recruit. <laughs> uh, I the more interesting one, and we'll get into all of this in a little bit. But the more interesting one is going to be what's going on there in uh, Arizona State with those Sun Devils. But um, yeah, I've got people messaging me about that. We're going to get in touch with that all that today. Everybody who's who's sending me messages about the bowl games already, and hey, who do you think is going to win this one, or hey, how do you think this is going to shape out? And then obviously the big one: Do you think Alabama should have made it in over Ohio State? The Alabama Ohio State debate we will get into today. As far as individual bowl games, breaking down the bowl schedule, everything for 2017, we will touch next week uh, with the actual bowl game starting that following, let's see, that following Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. The 16th is the first bowl game, and I believe that is the Saturday, not this upcoming one, but the following one. So we will, um, I will dive into all of the bowl questions as far as that goes next week. This week we will break down the, um, Ohio State Alabama debate, um, but I, you know, and I'll I'll save it. I'll save it all there. Let me get through my spiel first before I get myself off track. Let me get through my spiel. Um, follow me, like me, subscribe. Everything you can do to Facebook, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, all the podcast versions, all the video versions, everything. Follow Jake from Sports Talk. Tell me how much you hate me. Tell me how much you love me. I don't care. Just go and follow it. That's all I care about. Those numbers at the end of the day make my boss happy, and my boss happy makes me happy because then he doesn't yell at me. So there's the spiel. I think that's the end of it. I think I have said everything. 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com, Worldwide, Google Play Podcast, YouTube, um, iTunes Podcast, Channel 21, yeah, and Our City TV. All right, we got it covered. Checklist done. All right, then this is what I've been waiting for the most. Let's get into the week of the rap. Get it on. Get it on indeed. All right. Glad to be back here. It has been way too dang long since I've had the opportunity to be back in the studio. I haven't, because as you guys know, I usually produce and audio engineer, do the board op stuff for all the other shows. And a lot of times I take, I partake in all these other shows. And so you hear my voice a ton on this, on this airwave. Um, unfortunately, I, I, I no longer occupy that, that space, that role here at Lone Star Community Radio. So it's, it's kind of a, a bummer and it's really, you know, brings me down. So, um, Week in a wrap. Let's start it out. We had uh, Steph Curry injure his ankle. He got a uh, – they're, they're not calling it a high ankle sprain. It looked like a high ankle sprain to me. Um, they're just saying it's a regular old ankle sprain, nothing um, nothing special about it. It's on his right ankle, no structural damage. Uh, but they're going to let him sit for two weeks, and uh, they're going to reevaluate in two weeks. So but, uh, we got no Steph on the Warriors. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's going to be anything that hinders their season or throws them off track or anything like that. Um, they've got plenty of star power on there, and I think Durant can carry them no problem. So I don't think it's big news, but it's big news. You know, it's basketball's got to be relevant somehow, some way during the rest of the football season because basketball season doesn't start until you know. Some people say December twenty fifth. Really, basketball season doesn't start till 
the end of the regular season for me. So, you know, we've got to wait till that becomes really relevant. And we'll see some tight races down in the end, and, and that's where the, you know, basketball talk will mainly come in. But, you know, they got to stay relevant somehow. Um, we have our Heisman finalist announcements. Baker Mayfield, uh, Lamar Jackson, reigning Heisman, won it last year, and Bryce Love. Bryce Love, many of you probably don't even recognize or know uh, unless you f- just truly follow um, college football. And, and it's not that he's not a great player. I mean, he's a great player. He's a running back for uh, Stanford. He's a really good player. But the problem is that Stanford's been so up up and down all year, and they, so they really haven't been, you know, all that prevalent in the college football talk. And so I, I think he, and also, I mean, it's a West Coast team. They play West Coast times, Central and Eastern time zones, making up the majority of people that are, you know, consuming college football. I don't think they're seeing a lot of Bryce Love, and so I don't think they really know how good he is. Now, the people who are voting on this and, and who are going to ultimately select, well, they've already selected. We, we already know who won it. We don't. Us, the people, don't. They know who already won it. But those voting on it know college football inside and out, and that's why Bryce Love is there because he is that good of a running back. But I don't think a lot of the average football fan really knows who Bryce Love is. If you get a chance to go look at his highlights from the season, um, go take a look. I, I don't believe he's actually eligible this year for the draft. I think it's not until next year. When he's eligible, he's going to be a really good running back, I think, in the pros. Um, I, it's so similar but different to McCaffrey in, in certain ways. He's got the um, agility and quickness of McCaffrey, but I think he has more of a capability of, of being a true running back, whereas McCaffrey, and we've seen it in the NFL all year long, he's more of a pass-catching running back, and he's done great at it. I mean, he's been great in open field uh when he's one on one, he can make guys miss. I, I think he's a he's a solid running back for pass catching pass catching purposes. And I think if you were to be able to compare or not compare, pair him with uh, a, a true traditional downhill running back, I think that could be a great dynamic there in um, in uh, Carolina. Sorry, brain fart. Um, Baker Mayfield, uh, that he's the big name out of this. He's going to win it. It's you know, not anything that's really all that surprising. Um, the big thing out of Mayfield is, out of Baker Mayfield, is that he's been selected three straight years now, and I think the there's been three other guys that have done that, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think I'm making that up off the top of my head. I think it's three. It's three or four other guys that have actually done that in their, in their career uh, in college where they've made three straight Heisman finalists, and all – uh, all three or four, whichever one it is, uh, that that did this prior to him, it's three. He's the fourth to do it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident about that. Um, all four others that are all three others that have done that prior to him have won it on their third uh, time around. So he'll he's going to join the, those ranks of people, um, and he'll yeah he'll be right there with him. Lamar Jackson. Personally, I think he should win it. I think his. He, based off of his numbers last year and what won it for him last year, he's got better numbers this year. He's played better this year. It, the unfortunate thing is that his team, and this shouldn't, this isn't a team award. This is an individual award, and this is the MVP award. And a lot of the times we bring team, um, what, what a team did into consideration when making this decision. And I don't think that that's correct. I think that's, that's, injustice done upon this these athletes whether it be at the pro or collegiate level 
And I, I'm, I'm Lamar. I, as the numbers are better this year, he he's got a, a, he's got the same number of interceptions. He's got more passing touchdowns, more rushing touchdowns this year, more rushing and passing yards this year. Um, but he does have one more interception this year. And that would be the only slight against him compared to last year. So, if and he was by and far the better athlete, you know, than everybody else in the field last year. So it wasn't a shock he won it last year. So it makes it it makes it hard to believe that he shouldn't win it this year. But Baker Mayfield's going to win it because of where he, where his team is and everything like that. You know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Baker Mayfield is the MVP of his team, no doubt about it. I don't think OU is where they're at right now without him. And I think they're going to see the pains of him not being there next year. And I think they're going to see a huge drop-off unless, I don't know, I'm not even going to pretend to know, I don't know who their backup quarterback situation is right now or what they have in the pipeline for the future. But right now, I, I, they're, they're going to be hurting next year without – the playmaking ability of Baker Mayfield. And so I think that's why ultimately he's going to get the Heisman Trophy. But again, I, I think Lamar Jackson personally should be the one to get it. So uh, the NFL, um, we're, we're going to touch on this a little bit in the last segment. And the violence and the physicality of the game. And and I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. We're going to get to it. But we're seeing a lot of – a lot – a lot of unnecessary violence, I guess. In in a sense, we, we kind of crossed crossed the line um, this year with after the play stuff and um, w- with all the fighting that has gone on this year and everything like that. And then you got Ron got Rob Gronkowski's fight or not fight, sorry, um, extremely late hit uh, against the Bills defensive back, and you know Gronk outweighs the guy by like almost 150 pounds and he could have done serious harm serious damage and and not to say that he didn't do damage i mean he gave the guy a concussion and so um he got suspended for a game there was a lot of debate whether or not he should actually appeal this um he did appeal it the nfl upheld it and it stuck it stuck it stuck and um it's just kind of it it's really just it's unnecessary, and it's it's kind of I don't know. It's it's not enjoyable to watch. If you, I mean, you know what I mean. It's just not. And here's one where you got Juju Smith making for Monday night's game, making a hit on Montez Burfick, and it was just it was a hard crack block, um, illegal, and probably definitely did deserve a fine. But now I don't know about a suspension because if you compare Juju Smith's hit that gave him a one-game suspension or even in the same game, even in the same game, um, uh, Ioka, George Ioka's hit on, on, on Antonio Brown. Extremely hard hit. Definitely illegal because of the helmet-to-helmet contact. But at the end of the day, are we really saying that those two football plays are worth one-game suspensions where Rob Gronkowski's one game suspension for a non-football hit. I mean, that wasn't a football hit. It was clearly after the play. So we're making these two, these two things exactly the same. I, I, I disagree with that. Now, if you want to leave Ioka and Juju Smith suspension in for one game, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be suspended for one game. But if you want to leave theirs in and raise Gronks up to two or three game suspension, yeah, I'm I'm for that. 
or less than Ioka and less than Juju Smith because those are football plays. They're happening on the field. Th- these are plays, and again, we're going to get into this further, but these are plays that were celebrated five, ten years ago. These were plays that we watched and we said, yeah, that's a football hit. That's a football play right there. Now they're penalties. Now they're suspensions because we're more aware and we're more educated on the effects of football and the, those, the effects of, that those hits have on the game and on these players. And whereas Rob Gronkowski's was clearly after the play, clearly not a football hit, and therefore I don't like the fact that these are being judged the same. So, uh, again, we'll get into this a little bit more uh, coming up in the last segment. But ending it here on a positive note, um, we got some big news for the Houston area. J.J. Watt and uh, Jose Altuve both win co uh, athlete, what, what's the actual title of the award? Um, sports person. Sports person. I, we couldn't come up with a better name than sports person. So, yes, they, they were both named sports, sports person of the year, co sports persons of the year. It's awesome to see the two Houston guys got it, uh, especially for all the work they did during Harvey and everything that the city went through and, and, and what these athletes that we have on our, on our professional teams. And even even a little bit with uh, the U of H program, they, they chipped in some as well. So to see these two players get recognized, especially J.J. Watt for raising that $30 million, um, I know a lot of people are like, well, not a lot of people. People outside of the Houston area are kind of like, well, J.J. didn't even really play this last year. If you go look at how many games he played, he, he only played like four games this year. Yeah, it, again, it's not necess- it's it's an award that's not given for what you did on the field. It's for what, it's for what you did off the field. And – and what you did year round. And so it's calm down, <laughs> calm down. Why are we getting so worked up over a silly, a silly award award? I, I guarantee you to JJ Watt and to Jose Altuve, these don't really mean all that much. I mean, this is, it, it's uh, based off of writers who give out these awards and it's, you know, it's not a big deal. It's to them. It hasn't, they, their, their award for what they did during the Harvey time is all the praise and thanks they get from the people of Houston, not from what they get, you know, from some silly writer sitting behind a desk in New York City or L.A. or wherever they may be, you know, voting from. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think this needs to be made a big deal of. Again, I think they get more of their praise and award awarded by what they get back from the city of Houston and all the love and support that they they were shown by – by the people donating to their causes and and helping them out and everything like that. So with that said, we are going to roll into our first break here on Jake from Sports Talk. You are listening to 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I am your host, Jake LaFleur, and we will be back right after this break. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 and check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. Oh, don't, 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 don't,
Good afternoon. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. Jake from Sports Talk. There we go. It's been two weeks since I've had to say it, and now I'm getting back in the groove of it. How y'all doing after this afternoon? I uh, I'm I'm enjoying this. This has been it has been too long since I've been back behind a mic talking nonstop, forcing you people to listen to me. <laughs> so. Welcome back. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, guys, to go uh, check out the podcast versions of this show. It usually takes about a 24-hour period to get it up on to uh, Google Play and iTunes, and then about eh, three days or so to get it up on the uh, YouTube version. So I hope you guys enjoy the uh, podcast versions of this. And, yeah, don't forget Channel 21 coming soon down in the Houston area. And then, as always, our city TV here in the greater Montgomery County area on uh, Sudden Lake. I know it's Channel 12. If you have something else, find out what it is. It's our city TV. So we forgot. I forgot. We. There's nobody else here in the studio. I'm all alone in here. But I, I forgot. Uh, one last little update in the week and a wrap. Um, from that Cincinnati Steelers game on Monday night, uh, we did see Ryan Shazier go down with what – with what we know now to be a back injury, and it was a lower back injury. Um, we still don't know the full extent of the injury or what exactly um, it got hurt in the whole, you know, in the whole play and whatnot. Um, but uh, some good news. He, he, you know, obviously had um, movement of his upper body. The lower body was the concern. Um We've had a few statements by the Steelers organization. They said that Monday uh, morning they were going to try to move him on Monday to back to from Cincinnati to Pittsburgh. Um, he did not actually move yesterday. We know he is still in the hospital in Cincinnati uh, as of this morning. Um, thoughts and prayers going out to him. He did send out a tweet uh, this uh, yesterday afternoon, it was yesterday afternoon, and saying thanks for your prayers, your support is uplifting me and my family. Hashtag Shay Leave. So, if you get a chance, just keep them in your mind, keep them in your thoughts. Uh, as a fan of sports, we don't like to see anything along these lines ever occur. Ryan Shazier is a great player for this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. He is kind of the guy that's taken over um, as the visual represent, representation of the Pittsburgh Steel Curtain, um, the modern era of the Pittsburgh Steel Curtain. And so just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And so from that um, tough news, and, and hopefully everything works out, to the circus that has ever been and always will be a circus, the Ball family. Back in the news, as you remember, Leangelo Ball was the one uh, who got caught shoplifting. He was he's the middle child, and you know those middle child middle children are starving for attention because mommy do- loves the baby more, and nobody really cares about that middle child anyway. So, uh, AKA I'm the baby. I get uh, I get all the love and praise because my parents love me more than my middle brother. So. Uh, <laughs> sorry, got to throw out the shot there. But yes, Leangelo is the middle child. He is the one who got caught shoplifting in China. Uh, he is the one who got his butt saved by President Trump from you know basically having to spend three months in prison in a China prison, in a Chinese prison. That would have been 
I, I wonder if they put those little finger things on you that you can't ever get off and it's, you know, frustrating. I I wonder if it's just like three months of that, just having a finger thing on you and your your pointer fingers are constantly touching because you can't get the the finger cuffs off. That would be horrible. Uh, <laughs> but the latest development of him is he got suspended by um, UCLA, obviously, and they said, you know, indefinitely we'll let you know when you can come back and you can you can play and be a part of the, the team and whatnot. Um, he had been participating in practices because he wasn't suspended from the team in, entirely. It just was from actual playing in games. Um, and the school basically laid out some guidelines and said, hey, you've got to go to so many X amount of tutors a week, X amount of mentors a week. You've got to do all this stuff to basically earn your way back onto the team. And Leangelo stepped up and said, yeah, sure, I'll take this on, no problem. Um, you know, he's an incredibly brilliant kid. Apparently um, he holds uh, 4.0, uh, or he graduated high school with a 4.0 uh, GPA. Really smart kid. Um, and he had no problem – you know, following all these rules and going through the process that they wanted him to go to go through. And um, and here comes Daddy Ball saying, no, I know what's best for my son, not my not my 18-year-old son. I know what's best, um, and I'm going to pull my son out of college, and I'm going to train him and get him ready for the uh, NBA rather than uh, let him stay at UCLA where he's not playing and he's not, he's not getting the true game-time practice that he needs to uh, to get ready for the NBA. Is he get, not getting that in uh, game time practice? Yes, he's not getting that game time practice. But he is getting the practice of practice. He is learning to become a responsible adult by having to follow these rules and stipulations because of a poor decision that he made while in a foreign country. If he made it in this country, it wouldn't make a difference. But the fact that he made it in a foreign country is a whole nother ball game. And ball intended there. That's why I emphasized it. But it just – we're seeing – and he's already pulled out his youngest son to homeschool him through high, sc- high school. It, it's absurd that we are, we are seeing this, this man – and, and I, I'm pretty sure you've heard me say on the show before. I love the entertainment factor that he brings along with him. And I have I, – I completely disagree with his parenting decisions. But he's an entertainment factor. There's no debating that. He, he is entertaining. Um, but at the end of the day, there's only so much entertainment that, that one can take before you really start to con- be concerned for the children's health. I am a firm believer in that. Take care of your own. Take care of your own household. If everybody were to focus on their own household, make sure that their own household is run correctly, then the rest it spreads throughout society. It's, it's, it's a good virus, if you will. Um, but there's a point where I think we have to step in and we've got to, somebody's got to say, you know, Hey, jerk, you can't be doing this to your children. All right. And, and Leangelo is 18. He can do what he wants. If he didn't want to leave UCLA or if he didn't want to listen to his father at that point, he wouldn't have to. He's got a full ride scholarship to UCLA. So he's not riding on daddy's money to pay for college. He ultimately could probably end up in the NBA, and I say could probably. ESPN's Wojnarowski uh, basically came out and said that one of the GMs told me he is that Leangelo Ball is on nobody's radar at this moment in time. Um, not necessarily clarifying that it was because of play or if it was because of dad or 
or what? No, no specific reasons were given. So he could ultimately end up in the NBA. We'll have to see. He'll have to develop as a player. As a player, he he's not as good as his older brother, and his older brother's not doing that well in the NBA right now. The Lakers have responded, and they've made some rules already to saying, hey, look, we're not going to let some clown parent, whether it be LeVar Ball or a future LeVar Ball, come in and, and basically run this muck that we've seen you know, LeVar run with his kids. So my line has been crossed. I am done with LeVar Ball. The entertainment factor has been lost for me. CNN has been playing this, you know, crazy game with LeVar now where they're kind of late to the train where everybody else has already had their fix of LeVar Ball and now CNN's just kind of getting the leftovers of it. And I'm done. I've just, I've, I've had it with it. I'm annoyed with it. I've, I've, I've lost. Not that I had any respect for him prior to this point, but any any entertainment value that I was gonna throw his way, I'm done with. I, I've I've just kind of I've had it. You know, it's it just gotten to the point where it's no longer entertaining. It's, it's just annoying now. So, um, yeah, that's my spiel on him. He's not a good father. We, we all knew that prior to this point, but he's just. He's, he's wasted enough of our time, I think. And I had not enough of his kids. So, all right, we got to run the break. When we come back, we are going to talk about college football, the carousel of coaching going on. And, yes, I will answer the uh, – well, I'll answer two questions. Um, I'm getting a lot of slack from the LSU fans. Find out why. When we come back here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IR, Lone Star. Attention, movie lovers. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Glad to have you all back in. So right before we went to the break, I told you I was getting some slack from LSU fans for calling me. And for those who, who are new to the show, I am an LSU fan. I will not hide it. I will not deny it. I, I, if you're watching the video right now, I'm wearing a Red Sox hat. I will not hide it. I will not deny it. I love my sports teams and gladly support them through thick and thin uh, through the firing of good coaches, through the firing of bad coaches. And uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, in the next segment about the um, Eli Manning situation as well uh, going on up there in New York. But the slack I'm getting from the LSU fans is that I did not really support or truly sh- show my support for my team when they played A&M. Now, um, the reason why I did so was there was there was two two reasons why. I, one, I, I really did expect AM to show up for that game. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't trust my, my Tigers all the way through. Um, <laughs> they've been known to drop the ball in times when they were supposed to win. 
Um, and I'm super excited. They have a, a chance to get 10 wins. Uh, first time in five, six years, five years, some six or five, five or six years, somewhere around there. Um, but then in addition to that, I also broadcast in a Texas city that is 45 minutes away from College Station. Most people around here that are my listeners on Live FM are A&M fans. I can't make them all mad. I can't piss them all off. I got to be somewhat cautious. So I, I I did chicken out and picking just simply because I really didn't think that LSU was going to win. And a lot of the fans are saying, hey, you got to be loyal no matter what through thick and thin. I am loyal through thick and thin no matter what. Through the Les Miles years, I bared, I bared the just – wrath that Nick Saban and all Alabama fans have thrown our way. I have bared it all through every terrible quarterback. I am a loyal LSU fan, I promise. But I really didn't believe they were going to win. And I'm glad, I, I'm wrong. I'm glad they say I'm wrong. I'm glad to say I'm wrong. I'm glad they won that game and everything like that. So with that said, let's get on to the college football stuff. Now let, let's start with the uh, coaching carousel really quick. Um, obviously, we knew uh, we know that at Tennessee, Butch Jones is out. We knew that Brett Benjamin uh, out of Arkansas was gone. Um, wow, my, you know, my family. I I didn't even know this, but because you know, who cares about UTEP football? They fired Sean Kugler uh, at UTEP. That's really interesting. So I, you know, he's been there for a little while, but they've had some bad seasons. You know, go Miners, go right. My uh, both my parents graduated from UTEP, so that's that's side note there. Um, Tennessee and Arkansas have not replaced their coaches yet. The Tennessee story, if we don't, I don't have time to go into it right now. If you get a chance to go look at that and just everything that happened that AD for nine months, he was there and just it was a bleep show, really bad. Um, obviously, we know that UCLA hired Chip Kelly. That was you know quite interesting there. Uh, Ole Miss has kind of been a um, a dumpster fire all year long. Um, in that they're kind of trying to save face with the NCAA right now and all their sanctions. And the NCAA basically said, nope, we're going to pile more sanctions on you. Um, as more just wrongdoings of, of uh, Ole Miss come out, and it's hilarious. But they, they said, all right, Matt Luke, you are interim coach. You did a good job of kind of saving face, getting us some wins this year. So, you know, we're going to make you full-time. So they make him full-time there. Uh, and then Dan Mullen, that was a big shocker out of Mississippi State, and I, I, I don't believe I was on the last time uh, prior to it because I don't think it's been that long. So, yeah, Dan Mullen leaves Mississippi State. That was a shocker to see him leave there, uh, known as a quarterback whisperer, and he leads to go back to uh, Florida, the University of Florida, where he won a national championship with Tim Tebow. Uh, he was the, the offensive coordinator, obviously, not the head coach. Uh, who was Urban Meyer, but he was the offense coordinator. He's been known as the uh, quarterback guru at the college level. He's been known to be able to develop, uh, and we saw that this year with Fitzgerald, and un- unfortunately we saw him go down um, against Alabama. That was a uh, a tough – or sorry, not Alabama, Ole Miss. That was a, a, a tough loss. But um, then we go UCF had a great year. If you guys get a chance to watch them in the bowl game, they're playing Auburn. That is going to be a fun, fun bowl game. Um, they have a defensive coordinate, uh, coordinator, defensive corner that has only one hand. I did not know this. 
And in because who watched UCF games are hardly ever broadcast them. I didn't get a chance to watch any of them up until this past weekend's game when they played in the in, the, uh, in their conference championship. One in double overtime was great. Uh, it was an awesome game to watch. High scoring if you like that kind of style of football. But yeah, they got a defense coordinator. Got or gosh, I, that's twice I've said that now. A defensive corner that has only one hand, and it's really interesting to watch him tackle and just do anything and he's really good um and i, I think I was todd mcshay was working the sidelines and he said yeah he's a he's a third third day draft pick so uh, he thinks he's gonna get drafted in the third day that's that's really cool um but the head coach for ucf is gone uh scott frost after winning um that that championship for him he's not gonna coach in the bowl game against auburn um, and he's going to Nebraska where he was a quarterback and actually brought Nebraska their last national championship. Um, the, the funny one is Herm Edwards out of uh, – everybody knows Herm. He's been – he's coached in the NFL with the Jets and various other teams. Um, but it, it, for the last 10 years, I think, he's worked for ESPN. And um, – He's known for the, you play to win the games. That clip that everybody's seen 10 million times. He's coaching Arizona State University, the Sun Devils. It is just comical to see him back in the coaching realm, especially in the college world. He called it not the Pac-12 yesterday. He called it the Pacific 12. Oh, man, I love Herman Edwards. It is going to be fun to watch him coach. It's And it's going to be more fun to watch him and post-game press conferences. That man can just light it up. Um, and then the the the, uh, the biggest one, I guess, at this point has been Jimbo Fisher from Florida State. No longer with Florida State. He leaves Florida State to come replace your Aggies, Kevin Sumlin. You have Jimbo Fisher now as your coach, and you will not win a conference championship nor will you win the SEC West for the next five years. I am so happy to see Jimbo Fisher end up here. He is a good coach, a good coach, not a great coach, not a great coach. What did he do without Jameis Winston? What did he do without his with Francois this year? If he doesn't have a quarterback, he's not getting a conference championship. He's not getting an SEC West championship, which isn't even a really thing. It's but you're not winning the SEC West. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry, Aggies. I really am. And I know a lot of you are really excited right now about this hire. I don't think this is going to be favorable for you guys. I don't think so. And I hope in five years, I hope you can all point and laugh at me and tell me I'm wrong. But I don't think it's going to work out for you. And then uh Willie Taggart. Uh, replacing Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. That's an interesting hire. Um, uh, he was the Oregon coach. He's been there uh, for four years now, I believe. Uh, yeah, four years now. And, I mean, he, they're coming off of a 7-6 and six season, so it's not anything amazing or special. I, It's an interesting hire. I, I'll be curious to see what he does at Florida State, just because I don't I – don't, know a lot about his coaching style and so I, I'll be curious to see if he can bring back winning to there and I understand Florida State didn't do terrible while having Jimbo Fisher I don't get me wrong but the struggles of A&M have been the lack of good quarterback play um, and go back and look at Fisher's history against the SEC 
not not very favorable. So um, just throwing that out there. But all right, uh, quickly on to Alabama, Ohio State. My opinion is the community got this correct. This is not an indictment. This is not a bashing of Ohio State. This is not I am pro-SEC because I'm not. I'm not one of those, oh, LSU's in the SEC, therefore I'm an, LSU, or therefore I'm an SEC fan. No, I'm not an SEC fan. I would, I would have much rather, and I'll, I'll tell you my ideal situ- situation here, I would have much rather the committee put in USC because they had a better uh, strength of schedule and they had uh, the same number of losses as Ohio State and they played, you know, they they played a they played more top 25 teams than both of these two teams combined. So I would have rather them seen I would have rather seen USC get put into the final four and then pair up Ohio State and Alabama and let those two alpha males go at it and we would have had probably the best bowl game right then and there. The reason why they didn't do it is because they got it correct in that it's not the four most deserving teams. Was Ohio State more deserving? Yeah, they were. They were more deserving in the fact that they won their conference championship. Alabama didn't even play in theirs. But that 30-point loss at Iowa State, that's what killed them. That's what ultimately killed them. And therefore, they got it correct because they put in the four best teams. The four best teams. Now, did Alabama look like one of the four best teams the last two weeks they played? No, they did not. Tons of injuries. But the committee also took into, I'm assuming, the committee also took into consideration the fact that Alabama's going to get players back healthy. All of their linebackers back healthy. All, all but, I think, two or three. Um, that's going to make their team back to what they were at the start of the year, one of the four best teams. Number two in the country. And now I think you're going to have... And I'm sure Clemson's sitting there, you know, nah, they're not probably not ticked. They're probably not worried. They're they're not they're gonna play whoever they play, and they're not gonna care about it because they're a really good football team. But would they have rather played Ohio State? Yeah, because it would have been an easier win, for sure. Um I'm gonna toss and turn over this for the next couple of weeks. I'm not gonna pick the winner of Alabama Clemson for probably two weeks. Uh just because that's a tough one. That's a toughie. Uh, and I don't know which way to go, which way to lean on this. So, um, yeah, I, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But it's going to be an interesting one. Your two and three matchup, I think, is going to be an awesome matchup too. I think you you've got two really hard hitting teams there with uh, Georgia uh, with Georgia, and then a really fast paced offense with OU. Georgia's defense hasn't seen an offense like that, and OU's offense hasn't seen a defense like that. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, ultimately, I, I think whoever wins the Clemson-Alabama game is going to win your national championship, though. So, All right, you're listening to Jake from Sports Talk. We're going on our last break. We'll be back shortly. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5-106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. All right, welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. We got to run through this last segment really quick. I didn't realize how far along we were in time. Um, I've been rambling a lot today. It's just great to be back behind a microphone. So, uh, with that said, we're going to do a quick out of the music. Oh, that's sad. It was such a good song. I love that song. We'll be back with it shortly, I promise. Um, we're going to talk really quick NFL. We're going to run through a bunch of NFL stuff um, really, really fast. Really fast. Um, Eli Manning, New York Giants, fire Ben McAdoo, fire the GM, get rid of all that stuff after the circus that we saw with the benching of Eli. The benching of Eli is ridiculous. Anybody out there that's saying, oh, well, he was playing poorly, or, well, what do you expect when you're playing that bad? Yeah, but what do you expect when a man has dedicated his entire career and he he specifically came out of college and said, I want to play for you. He came in and he sat. We've had offensive linemen that played with him that said he was the most ready quarterback they've ever seen come out of college, and he still gladly went to New York knowing he was going to sit. Got to come in and play, and he started 210 straight games for you. 210 straight games for you. And then you bench him and you treat him like dog doo-doo. I'm sorry. If you wanted to do that to him, do it to him at the end of the year. Do it to him when the season was over and let him go somewhere else. He's got a no-trade clause. He can go wherever he wants. You can't send him wherever he wants. Now, with all that said, I bet you money, Eli Manning is starting for the New York Giants wearing that big blue next year. That man loves his Giants. He loves that organization. He loves that entire city, that entire culture, that entire everything. And if they do it correctly, if they play their cards right, you could see... Eli Manning starting back next year. If they get the appropriate coordinator, the appropriate coach, and the appropriate GM, those are going to be the three things. And if they come to Eli and they say, here's our plan, we've got all these weapons still. There's nothing else is changing in New York. They've got all those weapons. And if they get the, the, the right system and the right coaching staff, everything in place, Eli will stay. If not, he'll tell them no, and he'll go probably to Jacksonville. That's what I think. It's either going to be Jacksonville or New York. Because um, he's not going to go anywhere that needs to build. He's going to go somewhere that's ready to win and ready to win Eli style. Eli needs a solid defense and a good running game. Um, New York, or the Giants, just, they're there. They're, they're close. And he doesn't mind building with them. But he's not going to go somewhere else to build. So, um Real quick on the Monday night football game, um, I got a John Gruden clip. So just John was asked about the play, the physical play of um, Sunday's or Monday night's game. So just here's what he had to say. Well, first of all, Hart is with Ryan Shazier, his family. Let's Absolutely. hope he's okay. And that was just, I think, Shazier going down with his head first. I don't believe there was any foul play there. But the, the penalty on uh, Juju 
Smith-Schuster uncalled for the sports con uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Very disgusting, disturbing. I thought the hit by George Iloco was uncalled for. Bad for football. There's going to be some fines. There's going to be some stringent discipline. Uh, let's just hope a lot of these men are able to get up tomorrow morning and move on with life. But So what Gruden said there, I have nothing to dispute about, and I, I really hope that everybody's okay out of that entire situation. And the, the, the thing I have a problem with what he said there is Gruden, and I understand that people are allowed to grow, and I understand that they're allowed to change, and opinions are, can, can differ from one year to the next. I understand all that. But John Gruden, you make your money, you make your living off of football, your coaching career. You won the Super Bowl with a team that literally did that to quarterbacks, that did that to receivers, inside and out, every day. It just leaves a little salt in my mouth, a bad taste in my mouth, coming from him. That's the only thing. And that this is where it, this is where football has drawn the line, or has crossed the line, though, this year. And, and listen, this is Juju Smith apologizing after the game for his hit on Bontef, on Bontez Burfitt. So, karma. That's not me. It's I called karma. I apologize for that. And it's called with karma. That, with, that, with that being said, uh, it's called karma. So the person you're hearing in the background after Juju Smith or while Juju Smith is uh, apologizing for his hit um, is Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown is yelling karma because of two years ago uh, he concussed uh, Antonio Brown in the Week 14 game and then hurt Le'Veon Bell in the uh, first round of the playoffs that same year. And he's so he's saying it's karma, it's karma, yada yada yada. I, I you know, that's not okay. When Bontez has to be carted off of the field because of an injury, that part of football is not okay. That's off the field violence. That that's not what this sport is about. The sport needs to be about on the field physicality. And football is football. Football is physical. All right, get over it. it, it I I don't want to hear this. Nobody wants to see. What happened to Ryan Shazier? Nobody wants to see that. But we want to live up until that edge. We want to live up until that, the physicality up until that point. Football players do. Fans do. It's, it's what makes the game appealing. It was what makes it dangerous. It's why people like Renaissance festivals and going to watch jousting matches. Because they would never do that. They would never joust with somebody. They're, they're, we're chickens watching... M what I would call modern day superheroes, because that's what these people are. These these are superhuman people, people that are bigger, faster, and stronger than any of us, and we're watching them for pure entertainment to perform violence for us. If you don't like the violence, then stop watching. That's all I'm going to say at the end of that. And we got to run now. It was great being back. I enjoy being back. Don't forget to go like all the. Um, all the uh, podcasts and stuff, all the YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, everything at Jake from Sports Talk. Love you guys. Great week, and we will see you again next Wednesday. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. 
Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12, Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21, KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.